I am Jen Wilson, author and body, mind and soul coach. Welcome to the I Am podcast, where we explore who you are. So how are you today? Yeah, good. It's been a fun and busy day. So yeah, it's nice to actually be sitting down having a conversation when you're not in work mode. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. That's nice. Cool. So, on today's podcast, I have Kirsty Ree. Now, Kirsty Ree is somebody who, any time I have ever met her or spoken to her, is a ball of positive light energy, and is just like I feel like you're super enthusiastic about everything. And you never, I have never seen you waver from that. Now, I'm sure you probably have your own quiet moments, but anytime I've ever come across you, I'm just like, she's just amazing. So thank you so much for being on today's podcast. Yeah, thank you very, very much for having me and for, yeah, it's such a lovely introduction, Jane. (laughs) (laughs) So for the listeners, why don't you explain who it is that you are and what it is that you do? Cool. So yeah, for the listeners, my name's Kirsty Ann Ray and I work as a life and business coach. So um, quite a broad, broad title, but basically, Jane, my, my passion is about working with driven individuals and showing them effectively how to get the best out of their life. So coming at it from a holistic angle of, okay, this is where you are just now. Where do you want to go in the next five years, 10 years over your lifetime? And what needs to happen for you to get there? And in terms of the actual coaching, my role is almost as a facilitator to help people get the best out of themselves. And I do this through using a combination of neuroscience, hypnosis, neuro-linguistic programming, nutrition, um, and then practical strategies and processes so I'm a big believer in use tools that work for each individual because we're not carbon copies we are completely different people so it's making sure that when I work with my clients that it works within their state of values their beliefs and their experience because that shapes who we are as a person so it's making sure that I can help people effectively get the best out of themselves if that makes sense yeah Totally, totally. And it's good, it's good that you have all these different tools in your toolbox so that you can tap into different things and it isn't just that. Because some coaches that you see out there are like, this is the one thing that's going to help you, whether it's NLP or CBT or hypnosis or whatever, that, that's their focus because they have found it useful for themselves and are super passionate about it. But that one thing doesn't suit everybody. Yeah. And I completely agree with that. I think myself, um, when I look at my journey, I I started off as a complementary therapist, which in terms of my training included nutrition, clinical aromatherapy, reflexology. So it was a more kind of hands-on therapy base initially. But even then, my understanding through working with patients and working with people was, you know what, this is fantastic but it's not the answer for everything. There's so much more that can help these people. And in my case, that led on to studying CBT, studying cognitive reprogramming, doing the other training and looking at what suits that individual. Because as you say, you know, I don't believe it's one size fits all. Um, I think that's total crap. And I know the industry of personal development and well-being get a lot of people who, oh, my method works. That's the only thing that works. And yeah, total nonsense it's total crap the reality is it's different strokes for different folks and that's why I like to approach every client as an individual because I think when you come in with a preconceived notion of okay this is the one tool or technique I use this works for everyone I think it hinders you and it hinders the person you're working with yeah and I think from my own experience as well um of having received like things like NLP and also trained in it 
what works for you at one stage of your life might not necessarily work for you again at another stage in your life because you learn and evolve. Now, I know for me with NLP, I loved it when I first got it, but I then know the questions that people are going to ask me, so I then have worked out how to avoid answering those questions. It's like, yeah. <laughs> if, you have, if you have experienced it and learned it, you know how if you, something in your brain's like, I, I want to fix this, but I'm scared to fix it. And you go back to that old methodology and you already know how to work, work it, so to speak. You then know how to work your way around it to know it. So for me personally, I have to then move on to something else that I don't know anything about so that I can trick myself into letting go of whatever it is I need to let go of. Yeah, completely. And I agree with you because even when I think of, so for myself, I, I continue to learn and my clients and B, I continue to, yeah, I continue to work on me through having coaches, mentors, and other practitioners that I go see. Yeah. Um, so you were saying that every time you see me, I seem to be happy, full of energy. And I, I attribute a huge amount to that consistently growing and working on me. But yeah. also, as you say, so for me now, I know with some of my coaches, I'm like, listen, see that particular technique? Don't do that on me because yeah. you're not going to get the response you want. And they'll laugh and I'm like, no, but genuinely, that is not what I need. So, so just don't do it. And this is where I see it. As you know, as we go through different changes, we do change. And I think that's why, in my opinion, it's important to look at people holistically. And what I mean, so even thinking of yourself, you can do all the mindset work and strategies to help you here. But then if you're sitting eating cheeseburgers every single day, it's going to screw up your digestive system, which then works in tandem with everything else. Yeah. So I always, as a human beings, address all the things that are putting you into a sense of disorder that actually can get your whole life in order. Yeah, yes. I had um, Janice from Be Nourished by Nature on the podcast a few weeks ago, and she talked a lot about nourishing the gut health because we know now how much of, there's so many more signals go from the gut to the brain than there is from the brain to the gut. So if you're then nourishing that with bad, I don't like to use the word bad food, but the wrong kind of food and then you've got a really bad imbalance of bacteria that then sends in unhelpful signals out and then they can crave the wrong things or feel things in a different way. So being able to, and I think nutrition is such a massive thing that is missed. When you look at allopathic and the allopathic world, if you go to a GP or consultant or whoever, most of them don't have, unless they've gone off separately and studied about nutrition, a lot of them don't have that understanding of the importance of it, even though Hippocrates said all those hundreds of, or however many years ago he was around, food is medicine, food is what is going to cure us. Like, yeah. And I'll kind of see it as like, especially when it comes to food, I use the car analysis. Mm. So if you go and treat yourself, I'm going to give this an example. I'm not usually a car person, but I do know this particular brand. If you go and treat yourself to a bright lime green Lamborghini Garda, you're not going to put cheap crap in that because your car is not going to run well. And for me, and for the whole human race, I see us as these perfect, incredible beings that come into the world and am I allowed to swear? Yeah. Perfect. That come into the world and we then fuck ourselves up by polluting our bodies, both internally and externally, and polluting our minds with nonsense. And I do appreciate and understand a lot of this. Yeah, it's simply down to lack of knowledge, lack of understanding, and lack of education. Yeah. Um, but if you're filling, if you're filling your Lambo up with cheap fuel, it's not going to run efficiently. If you're filling your Lambo up with actual crap, sure as heck isn't going to run. And even going back to the health, you know, when you look, obviously you and I both live um, in Portland. You look at the percentage of the population and what they're actually consuming. It's no wonder there's a health crisis, but also it's no wonder that there's also an impact on people's mental health. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's one thing that I find so a lot of the work I do 
it is on mindset, it is on behaviors. Yep. But similarly, if any of my clients are out of whack or out of sync with their nutrition, then that's something we factor in from a point of why I don't do much in the way of one-to-one -one nutrition working more. I provide them with the information for them to take those steps and make those changes so that actually doing everything to holistically feel good because yeah. even myself so if i want to on the sugar on the gluten on processed foods which on occasion i do and yeah. i'll put my hand and say that honestly, <laughs> i feel horrendous i look horrendous my energy is low my face is tripping me because even with the big mindset and mentality in the world that stuff's not good for me um so yeah i see it as treat your mind body and soul completely and you're going to get the best out of your life yeah yeah definitely what got you into all of this uh, what got me into that's a fantastic question uh, it started actually as a teenager so when i was a teenager i had horrendous acne a real bad skin i had awful mood swings and hormonal problems and um, I became severely anemic and my immune system was just pathetic I would catch everything going I was repeatedly getting tonsillitis and in the first instance I went to see a naturopath uh, a chap called Jan de Vries who's no longer with us um, his work is fantastic and within five minutes of chatting to this guy he was like you're waiting to follow me and I'm sitting there as a petulant teenager. So leading up to this, I'd had acupuncture, I'd had aromatherapy, I'd tried herbal remedies, and all of these, they helped a little bit. Yeah. still present. Anyway, so wheat intolerant. And I'm sitting there like, okay, whatever. We're on a three-month program of charcoal to clear my intestine. Mm -hmm. um, after that, I had a series of internal bacteria uh, as in capsules to help restore my gut flora and fauna yeah dropped uh, wheat and my skin started to clear it didn't clear completely but it got better yep my health radically improved after that I then when I was 16 I cut out sugar so removing sugar uh, my skin improved even more yeah and all the the mood swings disappeared and I've been to the doctor time and time again and the response from them again the doctors I went to were not nutritionally trained they weren't training complementary therapies the response was we'll give you drugs to take and we'll give you antibiotics for your face and my response is no thank you I wouldn't find out what's going on so that was the first instance of okay you can actually heal yourself going back to mother nature yes yeah. Um, from the mental health side of things, I started in the world of personal development and learning when I was 14. My first ever book um, on that side of things was a book called Being Happy by Andrew Matthews. Yep. And literally since then, I was hooked. I read that book and a lot of it talks about habits and behaviours, particularly those you've learned from your parents or your peers. Yeah. And I remember as a 14 year old reading was going, oh my God, do that. My mum does that. I don't want to be my mum. I love my mum. That's not cool. You know, she's an old person because clearly everyone's old when you're 14. Yeah. And from then, you'd find me in the library like a bookworm, reading books on psychology, reading books on CBT. And initially I did actually want to go and study psychology um, until I did my homework into the kind of jobs and also the actual percentage and statistics of ill mental health for psychologists and then decided that's not for me. Yeah. It's still subject. So very long-winded answer. It started off as a teenager and I then went to study complementary therapies to basically help other people using some of the methods that had helped me. So using the nutrition, the aroma therapy, using reflexology. Yep. Absolutely loved it. Went to manage a health bar, which for me, my ethos and values is very much how can I serve and help as many people feel good about themselves as possible. 
Yeah. The reality was that business and that industry, to be honest, it's a camp now. Now that's not every yeah. single one. I know there are loads of fantastic places where I was working. It, it, a lot of it was about, okay, how, how do we make money here? Yeah. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to go freelance. I'm also going to learn about running businesses because I need to set up my own factor where I'm dictating that this is all about people. Yeah. And I think that was the start of my journey. And then back in 2015, I, I was doing a lot of speaking and training and felt I wanted to further excel. So again, it meant I could deliver more training and help more people. Yeah. So I thought, I'm going to go study neuro-linguistic programming because apparently that's what do for public speaking. If I'm honest, Jane, I didn't really know what the hell it was. Um, <laughs> I, I'd had some coaching and NLP work myself. Yep. Still couldn't understand or comprehend why it worked, but it did work. Um, and after that, I honestly, my mind was blown. Because when I looked at some of the training and coaching work I've been doing with people in a, a life coaching capacity, it was a mention of, oh my gosh, there's there's so much more I can do yeah. um, to help these people. So yeah, very long-winded explanation. Started off as a teenager because I wasn't in a great place physically or mentally, and then gravitated into, okay, well, I've been able to change everything to feel good, to look good on the outside, to make sure my skin's great, etc. How can I help them do this and help them to live their best life? Yeah, I think that's the same for a lot of us that work in this industry of helping people. We have been on a journey where things have not been going well and we've gone away and dug about and found alternative solutions and other ways to do things that are not just the mainstream prescription, prescribed protocols of whatever. And you find something and you go, oh, that's amazing. I have to share it with other people. And you want to let other people know. And then other people start getting those results. And you want to then be able to help more and help more. Yeah, completely. Yeah. I think that's For me, there's nothing better than knowing you've been able to help another human being. Mm. And whether that's something as simple as helping someone cross the road with their shopping, whether it's actually in the work we do. I Yeah, I think it's all about being human and kind. Yeah, that's... That service to others is what gives us so much personal joy. Like yeah. we, we get so much more out of helping somebody else than we do of helping ourselves. Completely. So if you're having, if you're struggling with depression or anxiety or something, they always say go and help, give somebody else a hand, help somebody else, and that will help you come out of your own heads so that you feel a bit better. Yeah, and I think it's it's that sense of you're no longer thinking what I do because I don't want to feel good, I don't want to do this. You're making it all about the other person. So, yeah, I think in some ways it, it's that passion to interrupt actually, yeah, this other person needs assistance, let's be there, rather than this is all the stuff inside my mind. Yeah, yeah. Do so you also do business coaching, which is what, where I've met you most frequently recently is within like some, some business networks and you're building on your, your business coaching side of your business. What What is driving you towards that to help women in business? Or is, is it just women that you're going to be working with in business or is it anybody? It's predominantly women in business, but I do also work with men in business. Yeah. So what What's led you into that side of it and not just the holistic and life coaching side of it? I think the business side, again, this is actually completely accidental. I, I set up my first business when I was 18 years old. Um, and then through my other roles was involved in pretty much every aspect of running a business from the HR to staff management, to finance, advertising, PR marketing. Basically I had to learn and gain qualifications in all these areas to do some of my jobs and consultancy work over the years. And what I found is time and time again, whether it was a friend of mine, whether I was out just having conversations with people, people would ask for my advice and my help because I had either been there, done that, got the t-shirt for my own businesses, 
yeah. been there, done the t-shirt for other businesses that I, I worked for. And I found again, that huge satisfaction of, okay, this person is so passionate about what they do. They want to be showcasing themselves, the products or services to the world and making a huge difference, but they literally just don't know how to. So they know how to do the do, whether that is selling aromatherapy products, whether it is being a personal trainer and showing people how to work out, whether it is making bespoke, you know, bamboo clothing. Yeah. They have passion, interest, understanding and expertise to do that side of it. But when it came to actually, oh, so how do, how do I set up my company and how does social media work and what's that email marketing thing that people talk about? And oh my God, I have to put words together to describe myself. <laughs> so um, I thought that that's where it came in for me. I, I love problem solving. Yeah. And I think the beauty and the advantage of having a business coach and a business mentor, which I also have my own, yeah. is we can see outside the box. We can know exactly what you need to do to move your business forward. Yeah. And we have no emotional attachment. Mm -hmm. So it's that impartial understanding. Um, and I'm very scientifically minded in the sense I have no interest in fluff. If it doesn't work, then get it to hell. Yeah. Um, and what I found time and time again was the people that I was giving advice to. So this was before I charged or, you know, used the term business coaching or business consultancy is a lot of the stuff they were finding either online or the so-called advice they were being given was total crap. As in, A, it wasn't helpful and B, in some cases, it was actually detrimental to their mm -hmm. business. And for me, it was like, that's, that's awful. I'm in a position where I wake up every day and love what I do because I've, I've grown and set up businesses that work for me and fill me with passion and happiness. I want to be able to, to help others have that passion and happiness. So when they wake up, it's not, oh, what am I doing today? It's, I cannot wait to get it started. I cannot wait to, to serve the world. Yeah. And I think when you're starting out in business, it can be an easy make to, mistake to make because you've said, you said they are that your business works for you and a lot of other people do it the other way around. So they then end up filling all their days and all their time just trying to get this business to run and faffing about and confused and don't know what they're doing. And then they'll spend from eight o'clock in the morning to eight o'clock at night, seven days a week, fluffing and going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I'm working so hard and I'm not getting any business in. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And it's the same whether it's in business or in life. If you don't have any kind of structure of this is what I need to get done today, this is what I need to get done by, whether it's having your breakfast or writing an email to somebody, you need some sort of structure there so that it gets done and then you have free time. Yeah, completely. I think, as you said, it's making it work for you. You know, I think in a lot of a lot of modern day business culture, there's this ethos of work every single minute of every day, put in all your energy, you don't need sleep until you're dead, blah, 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 and hustle, hustle, hustle. I'm like, in the nicest way, get to, you know, yeah. that, for me, it's about balance. Um, and again, even when I, when I look at the people I work with, I do work with people that their sole interest is only in making money and having no life. And do you know what, if, if, that, if that works for people, fantastic doesn't work for me doesn't work for my clients because they want to enjoy their business they also want to love their life mm. and if you're doing is working how do you see family how do you see friends how do you connect with the other activities that light up your soul well the answer is you don't yeah so yeah it's making sure that things factor in because even when i look at some of the the clients and business owners i've worked with for some of them they only want to work 20 hours a week and yeah. that's fantastic. And sometimes it's then having that conversation of cool. Well, that's absolutely fine. You will have to be strict with your strategies and processes to make that happen. Yeah. And you will need to make sure that there's a level of automation. So yeah, let's map out the plan so that works. Um, but it is the case of fitting in your life and your business. It's not just, we're just looking at your business, nothing else counts because 
for me that's one side that it's not realistic yeah yeah i've worked with business coaches in the past that have just been all about the hustle if you're not hustling you're lazy blah 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 and then you feel guilty if you're taking any time off or whatever and you're just like this is killing me and killing kills the joy of what you're doing as well because then you just wake up and go i don't want me yeah i'm not playing anymore yeah all of a sudden you're then not passionate about it because you're like oh i've got so much to do i'm tired my body's not feeling great and if anything i bring it back to health yeah and in a position where you are not feeling good about something that's going to impact your physical health it's going to impact your mental health so make sure you're actually working in a way that makes you feel good um and this is where even when i work with business business owners so some some of the clients i work with are in the late 40s and upwards so then the digital space is still a bit alien yep something as simple as doing work on facebook that can be almost like a fear or an anxiety trigger so again then it's like okay well what can we now do to make this fun for you what can we now do to make this enjoyable because it is one of the routes to market for you to grow your business and it means again it's bringing those good feelings so even if what they're doing is sitting pulling together copy for facebook they're doing it in a way that it's fun. It feels enjoyable. It feels good, rather than oh, good stuff for Facebook. This is horrible. I'm stressed. It, yeah, no, make it fun and bring more confidence into your day. Or employ somebody else to do That is my life goal. Employ somebody else to do it so that I don't need to look at it. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like a good goal. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that's something else as well that people are afraid to do is delegate things. Like I have a cleaner that comes in and cleans my house and I, I am uh, planning on, well, I've got some money coming to, to me, so I am planning on employing somebody to do my social media for me because I, I just don't want to do it. So I don't do it. So then it doesn't get done and then you get, kind of get stuck in a catch-22. But when I first employed my cleaner, it was because I wasn't well enough to do my own cleaning. But then when I got well enough to do it, I was like, I'm not giving that up because that frees up time of stuff that I hate doing. Yeah. And it makes and me feel happier. <laughs> completely, completely. And I think this is where I bring it down to value. You know, if, if we think of the value we can provide for our customers, our clients, our patients, whatever your people are called. Yeah. And you then look at the value others can provide doing the things you don't want to do. Yeah. In a lot of cases, other people, they're better at doing those things than you are. So wherever possible, yeah, I would say, you know, to anyone listening, farm out the things you don't like. If you hate gardening, get a gardener. Yeah. If you hate cleaning or you're too busy or you don't want to, get a cleaner. If social media is not your thing, amazing. Get a social media manager and, and so on and so forth. And it means that actually you're focusing on your zone of genius. You're focusing on doing the things that light you up. Yeah. Not the other yeah. The other thing that ticks a box for me is if you're then employing somebody else, you're then being able to employ somebody else. So somebody else is then able to earn money to do yeah. what it is that they want to do. And that might be they might employ you back to do whatever it is that you're really good at doing or and then that person can employ somebody else and then that's what keeps everything going with is if we're always just handing our money over to big business yeah and i think it small business owners are never winning yeah and it, i see it as yeah a, a distribution of income you know yeah. i'm a believer in supporting local businesses uh everything from small clothing boutique to yep. um What's the word I'm looking for? Cosmetic providers. Like even there's a chunk of makeup that I get specifically from companies that hand make everything. So I know what I'm showing on my face. There's no yep. carnage, there's no nasty, and I'm supporting a local business. It's the same. Even the networking events that I get involved with, they're run by local businesses. Um, they're not run by big multinationals. And again, there's yep. nothing wrong with multinationals, but for me, as a local business, so to speak, yeah. I want to support other people in business. Yeah, for me, it was a big shift in my how I felt around money. 
because I used to always, like I had for a long time this icky feeling about money and it was dirty. But then when I started to realise it was an exchange of energy and when I earned money, I then got to choose where I spent it. So it makes me feel better about earning money because I know what it is that I want to spend it on and I want to spend it in these local communities that all support and nourish each other. Yeah, completely. And I think money is such a funny topic. Uh, in my experience, so the majority of clients I work with are based in world countries. Um, and culturally, I think for a lot of people, we have negative connotations. We see money as bad. We see rich people as, you know, oh, well, they haven't made that but by being good people. They must have done dodgy stuff. And for me, I would say in reality, given the people I now know, the businesses I now know, actually that couldn't be further from the truth you know i think money allows us to money allows us to pursue whatever matters to us and for those of us who are philanthropic for those of us who want to do good in the world then i'm avoiding making money basically what we're doing is we're saying you know what fuck it i'm not gonna bother helping the world because i can't deal with my own feelings around money yeah. whereas the reality is if you're that kind of person who wants to make a difference, wants to make an impact, wants to help charities, help local businesses, you can only do that if you have the, the income and the money to spend. Um, and it, it's interesting because so many of my clients, we do work around money mindset and having a healthy appreciation because as you say, it's an energetic exchange. It, it literally is as simple as that. And I also find in my experience, when you as an individual open yourself up and say, do you know what? I'm a good person. I'm going to use money for good things. All of a sudden, money just seems to flow more easily. Yeah. Now, by that, I mean, say you're a good person and sit on your bum and do nothing. <laughs> and, and then cha-ching. Of course, you need to take action to make that happen. But it just seems, I think the, the more abundant you think and the mm. attitude towards that, the more money flows, which then, as you say, you can then go support those local businesses, go to those local cafes, support those incredible causes and impact the world on a bigger scale. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Who, who is your favorite type of client? Like, who's my favorite type of client? Um, yeah. My favorite type of client, that's a fantastic question. <laughs> I can't say all of them because that's a total cop out. Um, <laughs> Very big cop out. <laughs> yeah, you know, my favorite type of client are the big dreamers who are ready to actually make those dreams reality. Um, yeah, as in the people who are like, right, I'm now in the of my life where this is what I want and I'm ready to make it happen. Yeah. Because there's so many adults, I think we lose the sense of imagination, we lose the sense of fun because we feel we should behave like grown-ups. We should behave in a specific way. And when it comes to career and work, I think for some people who are out with the millennial generation, there's still a little bit of that notion, go to school, go to college or uni, get a job, stay in the job for life, even if you hate it, because you'll get a pension. And then when you retire, just do things you like until you die. Um, and for some people that works, if that works for you, magic. However, I think for so many of us, we have incredible dreams. And whether it's the case we've got sidetracked, whether it's the case of fear, I love to work with people who are like, right, this, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. This is the life I want. I'm not sure how the hell to make it happen. And for me, it's the most exciting thing because you get in the session the end of the program where you're working with this individual and not only do they feel incredible but their their life is so different yeah. in the action um, and the changes they've made and it's yeah it's amazing as in you know you go from cool waking up and going through life it's okay to oh my gosh this is my dream life i'm doing the things i love i feel amazing so for me helping people to have that feeling yeah it's the best thing in the world yeah, I think for me, a big eye-opener was the number of people that I've seen who worked until retirement age and died a year later, so never got to enjoy their retirement, and it's just like, 
they worked so hard to save all this money and raise all this money so that they could do things in retirement and they never got to experience it. And we never know when that day is going to come. Like, I plan, I'm, in my mind, I'm living till I'm 100. That yeah. might not happen, but that doesn't mean to, that, so that means I still need to live as much of my life as fully as I can and go to the places that I want to go to and experience the things I want to experience now, not that, oh, well, I've got still another 60 years to do it. I mean, yeah, I've got another 60 years to do stuff, which means I can dream bigger and go further and go wider and make more of an impact, but I'm not going to wait for that time yeah. to happen because it might not actually arrive. Yeah, and I think this is where I see it as the more you can live in the here and the now, love the here and the now while still working towards your big dream, then your whole life is a series of moments. You're filling with happiness. You're filling with things you want to do rather than, oh, I'm going to just hustle, 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 do everything, work in a job I hate, do something I hate because retirement's coming one day. No, through that. Don't wait till retirement to be happy and enjoy life. Bloody yeah. well do it now. Because as you say, you don't know you don't know what could happen. Like I look at my mum's brother. So um both my mum's brothers had muscular dystrophy. Mm. And her eldest brother, he, he died before he was fifty. And it was just like I remember seeing Gary in hospital. Um and in so many ways he he gave up living long before he passed away. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas my mum's younger brother, Derek, oh, he wasn't just a dreamer. He was just so passionate about, right, I have muscular dystrophy. This sucks. So what can I do to feel amazing in my life right now? What can I do to prolong my life rather than, oh, I'm going to get through the day. And Jen, he what? okay. He was a bit of a hustler in the business sense. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yeah. He loved cold calling. He loved sales. He was a salesman by trade in various industries. However, when he wasn't working, he was working on him. On Mm. what are all the things I want to do on my bucket list? Let's do them. What are all the the places in the world I want to get to? Let's make it happen. And when he, so he actually passed away last year. When he passed away, I wasn't sad. My mum wasn't sad. You know, it, it was a celebration of a man who truly threw himself into life and enjoying every single moment. Because in his case, he didn't know when his heart was going to say, sorry, it's by yeah, my time. Yeah. I think it's such an important thing to make the most of every single moment. And in terms of, even when I think of the, the client work I do and the personal work I do, being grateful for where you are as well as being grateful for the things that are coming your way it means you're not falling into that trap of i'll be happy when yeah because we never comes be happy now do the thing now enjoy life now yeah that it's what that story's bringing to mind um, i don't know if you've read karen dweck's book mindset and she talks about the fixed mindset and the growth mindset yeah and that very much is like almost two examples, that's like the perfect example of one person who had a fixed mindset, one person who had the growth mindset. Do you think somebody who has a fixed mindset can be encouraged into a growth mindset or do you think that it's pretty fixed? I'm going to answer with a yes and a no. (laughs) Yes, if they make the decision to change. No, if they are fixed in that opinion. As in, I'm a big believer. Um, I'm a big believer in meeting people where they're at. Yeah. So, if you have someone who's like, I'm not interested in changing. I'm not interested in improving my life. I'm not interested in feeling better. And I know that sounds a bit out. I have met so many people who are like oh, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's not that they cannot move from a fixed mindset to a growth. It's that they're choosing not to. And I bring it back to choice so um in in a kind of more full answer to the question if people want to change and create a growth mindset they can absolutely have it um if people are fixed in their fixed mindset then yeah they're they're not going to create growth because they are choosing not to but the reality is on a scientific level 
we as human beings benefit from neuroplasticity. We yeah. can physically change our brains should we choose to do so. Yeah. Um, so in my opinion, yeah, people who choose to stay in a fixed mindset, they're limiting their lives, they're limiting their potential, they're limiting what they can do. For people who are in a fixed mindset and are open to creating a growth mindset, yeah. fantastic, you know? You even grow 1% at a time and you're creating those new neural pathways that allow for more growth. If you knew somebody in a fixed mindset, but you knew secretly that there was a little bit of, mm, maybe I could change, but I'm scared to, how would you try and encourage them? Oh, I'd use hypnotic language. Um, and mm -hmm. yeah, move them in that direction. So um, actually, I'll give you an example. And if he listens to them, he'll be mortified. You don't need to name names. So, well, it's my dad. Okay. I love him. <laughs> yeah, so to be really fixed with certain opinions and ideas and almost dogmatic. Mm. I remember we'd been having a conversation about NLP. And my dad's take, since a couple of years ago, my dad's take was, oh, all that NLP stuff, that was a bad way back before you were even born, blah, blah, blah. And my dad, blinking, he can be a bit of a Victor Meldrew when he gets on his high horse and go on a rant. Anyway, so in my brain, it was like, right, if I mention anything pertaining to NLP, game over. He's not listening. He's not on board. So I remember we'd gone out for coffee and I was talking to him and he was saying he hadn't been sleeping well. So in my brain, I was like, oh, I know what would be good for that. So there's a... I know you'll know Jen, there's a, an NLP pattern called switch pattern. Where yeah. Basically, one picture with another, um, most simplistic form. So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this would be fantastic. So I'm chatting to my dad, and he's like, yeah, having problems sleeping, getting to sleep, etc. And we looked at his nutrition, we looked at his caffeine consumption. So there was nothing physically that was causing the issue. Yeah. There was nothing that was causing the issue. So I said, oh, listen, dad, I was reading this really interesting thing, which I had been in my NLP practitioner manual. Uh, <laughs> and it's actually a really good way to help change behaviors. So instead of you going to bed and the picture in your mind being you lying awake, tossing and turning, instead we kind of fine tune it a bit. So it's you going to bed, closing your eyes and drifting off to sleep. Actually, it'd be really cool. Could, could we try this out? Like, so I can give it a test drive. And he was like, oh yes, of course. <laughs> Is your dad's footage? One switch pattern later, I didn't tell him it was NLP. I don't know if I actually have told him it was. Anyway, um, and yeah, it helped him to get to sleep. Now, it didn't help keep him asleep. That turned out that was a medical thing and that's since been addressed. Um, but the reality, he was fixing his opinion that, now nah, NLP doesn't work. I'm not open to it. Yeah, I know it does work. But you approach someone in a way that almost expands their view of things without using something that they are completely against. Yeah. And that's if that makes sense. So I... I always see it as if you build a good enough relationship with whoever that person is, whether it's a friend, a colleague, and you want to be able to help them from a fit mindset to a bit more growth, then look at exploring avenues that they are open to. So again, I'll use an example of nutrition. A number of people I know where I've made a comment, oh, do you know, actually nutrition that could be good for you. And you see the eye roll. I've tried every diet. I've tried every supplement. Nothing works, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, cool. Oh, I, I completely get that. And do you know what? I know what it's like. You're trying things again and again, and it just feels like it doesn't work. Um, it's really interesting. There were, there were studies done on this particular supplement, but obviously only you, you know what we're talking about. But there were studies done on this supplement that actually in terms of that, and um, it did show that a high percentage of people had results. And um, 
do you want me to give you the information? Like the supplement, it's available at Holland and Bar. I know other supplements haven't worked for me in the past. However, these studies, honestly, the results are really good. Would you be happy to read that? And all of a sudden, you go from no, nothing works to, uh, well, there's scientific studies, so it still probably won't work, but I'll read it. it if that makes sense. Yeah. I, yeah, I see it as, I'll bring it back to meet people where they're at. If they're completely yeah. against one thing, then find ways to gently open their mind if they're open to it. And in some cases, yeah, they will be. And others, they'll say, I, I have no interest. Yeah, and it's something, it's almost like adjusting your language so that you're speaking in the same language that they understand. Yeah, completely, completely. Yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating. People are fascinating. Yeah, I think I, I love humans. Like, you know, I, I remember even even as a child, I would go out to lots of cafes. So originally in South Africa when I was living over there and then in the UK, and I would just sit and watch. I've always been always been fascinated by people, and even now it's some of their behaviors. So. I now understand that there is always a reason for people's behaviors. We don't just behave because. Yeah. Um, but for me now, it's not, how, can, how can we as human beings create our best selves? You know, because we're, we're perfect. We can also fine tune a little bit more. Yeah. And by fine tune, I mean that from a point of not to become robotic, but to actually to feel more, to love more, to experience more, to live more. Yeah. Yeah, I could just chat to you about this stuff all day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> but I'm aware that you have things to do, and I have things to do, and people listening will be like, "That will do to shut up." <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. They've been talking for ages. <laughs> Is there any other comments or points or anything else that you want to share before we say, you know? I think, yeah, I think the biggest message I would have for anyone listening is you can be, do and have everything you want in your life. It's just a case of making a plan, having the right support network and making it happen. Yeah. And for anyone who's sitting there thinking, I don't know where to go next, then reach out to me reach out to someone else who does what you need them to do, but take the next steps because the worst thing we can do as human beings is get to those final moments in life and look back and think, shit, I wish, I, I wish I'd done that thing. And that thing might be opening a bakery. That thing might be deciding, yes, I want to adopt 10 cats. By the way, I'm not adopting 10 cats. My friendship <laughs> a hippie bit. But whatever, you know, you can absolutely be doing half everything you want in this life. Yep. You just need to take the steps to make it happen. Yeah. I think it's important for everybody to have coaches and not to just try and learn off the internet. Like you said way back at the start, there's some crap on the internet and there's also tons of information and there's tons of information that's really good, but it's not relevant to everybody. So if you can go and talk to a coach and it doesn't matter if it's personal training or nutrition, or life coaching, or business coaching, whatever it is. I mean, you could ideally you would have a coach in all these different areas of your life, so that you've got the expert in that area to filter through the information to send you what's relevant specifically to you and to your needs, so that you're not trying every diet, trying every business plan, trying every every option. I think it's really important that that investment in yourself yeah. is invaluable. I'd agree with you. Like for me, I invest in a personal trainer because I don't know how to exercise. And while I used to be able to run my left knee, nope, uh, I do not run on tarmac because my left knee gets grumpy. So I go to a personal trainer. They're the expert. While I'm a business coach, I'm also in my own business. So yep. I go to a business coach myself. And I also separately see... I love my business coach in the nicest way. I would not go to them for life coaching because yeah. they're not a life coach. So separately, I have a life coach because, yeah, I have shit that comes up in my own life and it's like, cool, I want to work through this. So, yeah, completely agree. It's 
I see a coach nowadays as as important as the GP in the sense you want to move forward with anything in life, get a coach. They're going to help facilitate you and help you to get real. We go. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So where is the best place for people to find you on in the world? So in the world, um, for any of the social media lovers, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook with the handle at Kirsty and with an E Ray coach. So K I R S T Y A N N E R A E coach. Yeah. Quite a mouthful. Um, you can find me at my website, which is kirstyannray.com. Yep. And other than that, if you want to get straight in touch, you can ping me an email to kirsty at kirstyannray.com. Cool. I'll put all those links into the show notes so that if anybody's on iTunes, they can just scroll and then get straight to you to find you and connect if they so wish. So thank you Perfect. so much for your time and your energy and your wisdom. It's always great to chat to you. No, you're very welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And as always, great to chat. It's been, uh, yeah, been a, a lovely, lovely afternoon. I'm hanging out with you next week. Yes, you next are. Thursday on your business, on your, what is it I'm coming to again? A business coaching day? You're coming to. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm coming to. It's a two-day business growth program, so there'll be a combination of coaching, mentoring, and training. Yeah. Yeah. Excited. I'm excited to get to hang out with you in real life, as always. <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to it. It will be good. I'm just going to stop recording. Maybe. Thanks for listening and remember to leave a review and subscribe over on iTunes or SoundCloud and check out what's going on at IamJenWilson.com or head over to Instagram and give us a follow just following IAM.JenWilson.